Life's uncertain journey. Well, good evening, everyone. And thank you so very much for joining us tonight for Life's Uncertain Journey's weekly podcast this week and every week. It's mm -hmm. our goal to engage in real talk about these troubled times that we're living in. However, we're looking at it from a biblical perspective. I'm Nadine Davis and I am gonna be your host tonight. And of course I have with me my sidekick, Robin. <laughs> Her name ain't Robin. <laughs> Alicia Lish Lockett. That would be me. Hey yes, y'all. I'm so glad that God has given us another opportunity to come together and just dig deeper in his word, support, you know, each other, pray them, and just hear from the Holy Spirit on, on, um, on our topic, it, you know, with the, uh, legacy, our generation and, uh, you know, all of that is just a wonderful thing that we're able to come and uh, fellowship under all the different um, directions and topics that God has given us. And we like Nadine yeah. always say, we're going to do it for till he tell us to stop. To quit. <laughs> That's right. Till he pull the plug. Till he pull and, the plug. Oh, thanks, Alicia. Yeah, we, uh, we really counted a, a, a blessing and a privilege uh, that God would even, you know, give us this kind of an assignment. I know Alicia wasn't ready for it. Nope. <laughs> Let me tell you, ever since she said yes to the Lord, he has been taking her from one level of glory to the next. Ain't he, listen? Yes, ma'am. It, it, I amazing. mean, I have witnessed um, <laughs> the depth of your revelation and comprehension of the word. And, you know, it's just been a blessing. And it's, that's the way that it is um, in God's kingdom, you see. When you're you know, associated or you have the privilege to, you know, speak into someone's life or to walk alongside them on their journey and you get to see and witness God working. I remember um, uh, Regina when, you know, she was going through a rough time, but when the Holy Spirit showed up, y'all should have seen her face. It was all lit up. You could see it. She probably, it was visible. Yes, and so of course the enemy wanted to step up his his uh, challenge mm -hmm. against her, you know, and you know I know that. Look, I'm not even worried. I just told the girl, put your dukes up, put your put your gloves on, mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. the victory is yours. And I, I just thank God that she's not. Um, and she'll tell you herself. She, you know, she she'll she'll back out of a thing real quick if it get too much, mm -hmm. but. <laughs> But God has been keeping her. She's still here. Amen. Glory to God. So thank Amen. you so very much, uh, Regina. I really do appreciate <laughs> the fact that you're in the fight. And so um, <clears throat> as I was saying before, we've been given this, this mission of proclaiming the gospel and making disciples. And this podcast represents the proclaiming of the gospel part of the mission. Mm -hmm. uh, and and you know we we long for people to know how much God loves them. Uh, many of us who are here today um, have seen God's hand move in our lives. He's done miracles. 
We're still yeah. here today because God is. Amen. Because God is real. And so um, we want to be able to share that truth with others. Uh, God has allowed us to be his witnesses. And we have the evidence hmm. that God is real. That's and right. So God is <clears throat> allowing us to share that with you all each, each and every week through the different conversations that we're having. But we also have a discipleship, um, a discipleship piece to it because they go together. Proclaim the gospel, make disciples, teach them what I taught you. And so <clears throat> what we do is uh, we have uh, launched Disciple Me for this season, uh, for the summer season. Um, and it's a one-on-one -on -one discipleship study uh, that we conduct with women who are desiring a deeper level of faith and, and a stronger relationship with the Lord through discipleship. And so we take them through a 13-week uh, foundational study and, uh, you know, just to kind of shore up their heart and get, get them, uh, their hearts ready to receive from the Lord. You see, if, unless the foundation has been established, everything you build on is, is going to fall. It's not going to hold. That's right. And so being able to help establish that firm foundation is critical to the life of a new disciple, that they are totally assured of this salvation that God has provided us. And so we take the time to kind of walk through what God said and talk some things out and, uh, and just allow him to uh, help us to uh, reconfigure our hard drive because most of our hard drive has some bad information on it. Mm. And so it needs to be reformatted. Amen. The transformation of our mind needs to take place. That's the same thing as being re re reformatting your mind because there have wow. been some, wow. uh, in many cases, viruses that have in infiltrated <laughs> this hard drive. <laughs> and we all got everything all backwards, you know? But uh, but God wants to wants to uh, to help to set us straight and on a, on, a, on the right path, and so that's what we, we desire to do through um, through disciple me. And um, my husband and I we we also have a Thursday podcast. It's called New Beginnings, and it's every Thursday at seven o'clock p.m. And what we do there is we're going through the scriptures. We're actually doing a chapter by chapter study right now of the Book of Romans. And so um, I just wanted to share that with you. If anybody's interested in joining us, just go to our website, charlottechristianfellowship.org. And you've got links there where you can actually listen or you can actually join the live study. So we thank God for that. And then um, my husband also does uh, discipleship with men. Um, any of you all know of any uh, gentlemen that are desiring to walk with the Lord he will definitely walk with them. You know, um, scripture said, Jesus said in Matthew 24, 14, that this gospel has got to be preached before he comes to all the world. And guess what we're doing? Preaching it. We're helping to accomplish that. Preaching it. <laughs> That's right. We are helping to accomplish that by proclaiming his gospel. So we just discovered, well, I didn't, Cheryl discovered, bless her heart, that 
we have been, our outreach has been expanded. And now, um, what's the name of it? The new, the new platform that just signed us up. Uh, Audible. Is Audible. It Audible? Uh -huh. mm -hmm. We are yeah. on Audible. <laughs> so you can actually download our podcast from Audible, which is amazing. I did not sign up for that. God is doing this and it's just, it's just marvelous to see how he is allowing us this privilege to, to do that. And then starting, what's the day? The 15th? Mm -hmm. yep. Today is the 15th. And as of today, iTunes is taking us with them and we're going, you know, going uh, all across the United, all across the world. They wow. just went international. So that's exciting that, you know, he's opening these doors and giving us this opportunity. You know, we are, we started out learning that God said we will overcome Satan, but it's done by the blood of Jesus Christ, which has already been provided, and our testimonies. Amen. But for some reason, our generation don't do testimonies. We keep our business to ourselves. Mm -hmm. But God don't want us to do it that way. Let people know what God is doing in your life. You know, because that's the evidence that God can do those kind of things. Amen. Because he brought you out somebody probably in the same position you in will hear your testimony and they and, and that give them hope and make them go running to god and saying well lord if you could do that for her do that for me too mm. i know when i was young i thought i was the only one going through what i was going through nobody else in the world was suffering like i was but that wasn't true i just had not come in the company of those that um that were able to share their, their truth with me. But anyway, so praise God, ladies. Thank you all for joining us tonight. Yes. Uh, I'm going to ask Paulette to please pray over our podcast tonight. Sister Paulette Williams. Amen. Thanks, Paulette. Yes. Oh, what a mighty God we serve. Mm -hmm. Father God, and we just thank you for thank this you, program. Father God, it was created by you and for your glory. Father God, they didn't set it up, God, to go all over the world. God, but you stepped in. Amen. Nobody but you. That's not our tune. God, that's you. So, Father God, we thank you, Lord. God, for this program. God, and I ask that you continue to guide uh, Sister Nadine and her co-hosts and her staff, Lord, and just continue to give them wisdom. Father, God, use this program, Lord, not just to draw the laws, Lord, but to enlighten the saints, to strengthen the saints, Amen. to take them from glory to glory. Yes. So Father God, we just give you praise, glory, and honor, Lord, for this program. And God, I ask that you give us ears to hear what your spirit is going to say, Lord. Yes, God, for we believe the Holy Spirit is our teacher. Yes. Father Lord. God, he will bring all things to our remembrance. 
So Father God, we just say thank you and praise your holy name. Yes. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you so very much, Paulette. Mm-hmm. I am just, um, you know, in a way, just besides myself, because like she was saying, uh, what God is doing, we can't take the credit for it. Mm-hmm. All right. Oh. We can't, you know, it's just, just nothing we can say. All we did was do what we thought we were supposed to do. And God has showed up. He has, he has proven that he did, he actually did tell us to do this Mm. because he continues to make a way for us to continue to do it. So I'm grateful. And I know uh, Carmen and uh, Alicia, those who've been, you know, hanging in here with me and uh, Cheryl, you you all know that, um, you know, just by some of the things that we've been uh, dealing with, we just finished a, a Daniel study that was off off the chain. I mean, it was just such a blessing to me. Um, not so much f- um, because of the Daniel study, but what we learned from the study. Mm. And so we were all the all the better because of it. So we thank God for all of that. But um, but I just wanted to say that this gospel message that we are desiring to share with the world, to those that may be listening wherever. The gospel is the good news that Jesus Christ has come to save us mm-hmm. from Satan's plot to destroy us. And most people, you know, they don't understand that process or, or how that all happened. I was talking with my, my oldest son uh, over the internet the other day and uh, just sharing with him uh, how all the information that is available to us today can get us in trouble. Mm. We, we live in the age of deception. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And the Bible lets us know knowledge will puff you up <laughs> and wind up drawing you away from the reality of what God is trying to do in your life if you're not careful. But uh, we have to be mindful that Satan is real and he has only one plot and one plan for us. What did Jesus say? Satan comes to do what? Steal, Steal, kill, kill, and destroy. destroy. That's his motive of of operation. But God wants us to know that he has the better plan. Amen. to give us life. Yes. Life to the moon. life that is not only abundant according to uh scripture, mm-hmm. but that's eternal. Yes. It's eternal. That means we don't check out. We're gonna we're gonna live forever. Now we may go to sleep, take a little nap, mm-hmm. but we waking back up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But this gospel new message um, is designed to help us to have hope because Satan had this plot that he designed to destroy us, but God, he, believe me, he's the sovereign one. Amen. God is the sovereign one. Satan is God's devil, believe it or not. He can't do a thing unless God give him permission to do it. 
So everything that we see that's being orchestrated in our lives and in the world is not by happen chance. As a matter of fact, we learn from reading Daniel, most of it's written in the book. It's all written out there. The story is written there for you to read and know what's coming down the pike. It's better than reading, reading the newspaper because God's word is eternal and it's going to happen just the way he said it's going to happen. And we oftentimes have to be mindful that we're not going to change. We're not going to change prophetic uh, words that are written in the word of God. We're not going to change that. Peter tried, you know, and he, he, he got a, a, a harsh, harsh word from the master. He said, Peter, you, you, you know, get behind me, Satan, because you only thinking about man's stuff. No, no, no. I'm, I'm in the a business of eternity. Jesus was in the business of saving mankind for all time, not just for that little bit of time that, uh, that Peter thought, oh, no, you're not going to die. It's written in the book. He knew he had to die. So, but the outcome of the story, which we all know, is what, Lish? In the end, we win. There you go. There you go. I'm saying that's, that. <laughs> that's what it's all about. You see, Jesus, the son of the living God, was sent by God to deal with the devil. That's what he came to do. He came to destroy the works of Satan, especially the works that he's done in us. He's lied to us, just like he did our, our foreparents, Adam and Eve. He lied to them and he's lying to us. For what purpose? To draw us away from God. He's like what I used to call a pedophile. Mm. You know how they lure little children? Yeah. You show them a little shiny toy, or offer them some cookies or ice cream, and they gone. I don't care how, many, how much our parents tell us, don't you walk, don't you talk to no strangers. Don't you, you know, follow nobody. Let them show them a doll baby or a shiny red fire truck. And believe me, they're going to follow them. And that's exactly the same thing that happened to God's children. Yeah, because even with the, the, the children that you use as an example, Nadine, mm -hmm. um, the enemy knows what will lure, lure us. That's right. So whether, and, and, and that doesn't just go for children, that goes to us as grown folk. Yes. Okay? And so he studies us and he knows what piques our interest and what, um, where that little crack in our armor or, our, mm -hmm. you know, he knows where it is. And, and so- And what buttons to push. What buttons to push and what, what ropes to pull to draw you in. Yes. And so you have to be, we have to be careful yeah. about where we put our heart's desire, where we put our attention, how we respond in the time of trouble. Nadine yeah. was a very good, um, always a good example for me, a reminder. I was on the right path. I was using my armor and slinging scripture and reminding myself I was fighting, but I got a little, uh, so the enemy sees that. Oh, you think you bad, do you? You know, he says, take this take that and you know you go ooh ah but god 
because <laughs> like we just said, we win in the end. And That's we right. win, y'all, because the battle has already, it's over. Yes. We know the end of the story. It's already yes. won. We just going through to get to that place. We not certain as what that looks like or how it's going to feel or what we got to go through. But what we're certain of is we get through. And yes, ma'am. We get through. And because so, our father is faithful. That's right. That's right. And so He's when we get great. down, y'all, mm -hmm. when we get down and we get a little low, and I'm talking about we because I just went through it last week, we have to remember those things. You know, I, I, I meditated on um, John 14 and one, and it said that I, he says he cares for us. He, 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 he cares. And then I went down to 27. And the thing about it, this is how I know he's speaking to me and he cares because I went down to 27 and it says it again in there in a little, with a little more detail, right? And so that happened that day. And then another day, another scripture came about reconciliation and, and the prodigal son and all. And I was like, wow. And my sister, this was Sunday. That was the, the Sunday service. I'm sorry, Nadine, I got to share it. Come on, girl. <laughs> the Sunday service was about just what I was going through. And my sister was watching it too. And after the service, she called and said, I wish our boys could have heard that. I said, wasn't for the boys. That was for me and you. He's <laughs> reminding us so that we don't lose hope or faith that it's all right. So Amen. the boys ain't here, they weren't supposed to hear. That was a reminder. I said, that blessed my heart and my spirit. That encouraged me to say, oh, he sees exactly what's happening. And it's already all right. It's yeah. already done. And so I told I, she said, I wish I could get that, that hold on to that like you got it, like you got. I said, you can't, because that's what it was. We heard it because we supposed to, because we were there. And it encouraged me, y'all, like, to no end. And, it, and then the devil started throwing some more uh, upper cups and stuff. But I was, you know, bobbing and weaving and hitting back. Look, <laughs> you, remember when, you remember when he was trying Jesus, right? That's right. And the Bible said he went away for what? For a while. For a while. For a while. He, <laughs> he wasn't done. Nope. Same nope. thing in our lives. He nope. only goes away for a while. For a while. Each fight, we get better and better. That's right. And just like Jesus, what I do, right. we, <clears throat> we fought him with the word of God. With the word of God. And the word of God not only causes him to flee, but guess what, y'all? It encourages us to stand strong. Amen. Woo. That's Hallelujah. Me. Yes, sister. You mm -hmm. got that right. Preach okay. okay, I'm done. Listen, <laughs> Listen you, you, you got to understand that all of that, that, that situation that you were in mm -hmm. was a moment when God was wrapping his arms around you and saying, baby, I got you. That's right. You see, he wants us to know he got us. The situations and struggles, they're not going to go away. Let me just tell you that up front. But sister, I'm telling you, each skirmish, each bout that you have, makes you stronger amen and after a while you'll be flat nets you know like you know you flat um, hey, get away get away a fly or something other like that you'll be doing that and guess what so 
what Nadine said is each situation, he, he go away for a little while and he come back and each situation makes you stronger. But just like we stood on the word of God and we stand on the word of God, right? The word of God don't only say that he loves you and everything going to be all right. He tells you in his word, in his life, there will be troubles. So how are we going to believe that all his promises, and that's the way we want to put our attention, all, all the fluffy, good field stuff, and not believe him when he say, you, it's going to be tough. So you want to sit at my right hand, you don't know what you're asking for. He also tells us, pick up your cross and follow me. Mm -hmm. My burden is easy and it's like, however, there will be trials and tests yes. and, 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 and things. So we can't just say, hoorah, hoorah, go, God, go. He says, this is how it's going to be. So we got to accept exactly. the bitter with the sweet and yes, know do. that he does. He's all, he's the alpha and omega, the beginning yes. and the end. He's everything. And yes. so we got to know it's going to happen, but we win. We win. That's we the win. bottom line. Absolutely, sis. We do. And God wants us to know that. And that's what the gospel message is all about, is helping you to understand that you are not in this world without hope. You have Jesus. And not only did he come to deal with, with, with the devil and all his, his, his workings, he came also to help deal with the, 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 the guilt and, and the shame that the enemy deposits in our brains because of our failure. Listen, our failures are inevitable. You, you, you know, we, we strive to keep up appearance. Mm -mm. Like everything is going okay. I'm, how you doing? Oh, I'm fine. Oh, dear, every time I do that. Hello? Could you all Hello. Mute, mute, mute your uh, phones, please? We're listening to your conversation. And so what winds up happening is, but what's happening is we don't um, we don't get the benefit mm. of all the blessings and the promises that God given us because of this guilt thing. We consider ourselves not worthy. Mm. And you're right, you're not worthy. But that don't stop God from blessing you just the same. He know you're not worthy. But the enemy wants to use that information to keep you away from God. God wants to use the opposite information to say, you're my child. If I'm for you, who can be against, who you? Can be against you? I'm the one that created all things. I'm your father. And so that is what uh, God is desiring us to, to learn to develop this way of thinking. We have to develop the way of thinking where we know and understand that God is real and that God can do everything that his word says that he can do. We have an enemy. He's not going nowhere until they throw him in the pit. But the victory over him, like Alicia said, has already been accomplished. It is done. It's a done deal. So what you're going to learn, you're going to learn how to do warfare that, that that war has been going on since the garden it has not ended and it won't end until our savior comes with us behind him and he defeats satan and throw him in the pit and he's going to reign but until that day comes he wants us 
to not allow the lies of the enemy to continue to bind us, distract us, and deceive us. Because there's a purpose in us. Amen. Amen. So those of you, um, I wanted to say that uh, this gospel message, I want to be able to explain it better to you. Uh, but I do want to move on into our conversation tonight. So please consider emailing us at lifesuncertainjourney at gmail.com. And I would be more than happy to uh, just explain that to you. If you're interested in uh, being disciples, of course, you can also use that same email address and let me know that you are interested in disciple me. But, um, you know, uh, last week, we had a great time. I don't know about any of you, but I was so encouraged listening to those young women share their heart with us last week. How many of you all were here last week? All right. So most of us heard heard the uh, their testimonies, and uh, I'm just so grateful to God for uh, for for having them and and their candid. I mean, they were very, you know, they weren't inhibited or nothing. They were very open and uh, revealing some of the things that uh, related to the topic that we're talking about raising godly children in a wicked fallen world. And uh, we, we have about two more weeks uh, to share and to seek God's wisdom on this subject because our children need spiritual guidance and development, just like we do. Some of our kids are leaving our care and going off to uh, college and, you know, to life away from mom and dad alone. And you know who's going to be waiting for them? Mm -hmm. So we need to seek God's face and ask his help that we are doing what we know to do to help prepare them. Okay. There's a lot of stuff we're not going to be able to circumvent. That's why you're going to have to trust God. But there are things that you could do to help prepare them so that they don't get knocked, you know, knocked down. And uh, so last week I asked, uh, the young ladies that were on our podcast last week to share their opinions and their knowledge about uh, what they believe were the struggles and the issues that face their generation. They really offered up some real eye-opening information. One of the ladies, Shalise Thompson, who is the niece of um, Carmen Murray, was very, very uh, open in sharing. She shared her heart with us and I, it really blessed me and encouraged me. You know why? Because she shared not only what she was going through, but she also shared the scriptures to keep her. She's got scriptures that help keep her stable throughout her struggles. And she was very frank. She said, look, I'm too young to even know what life is even about. But you know what? She's trusting God. And so that blessed my heart. And then um, it was um, Tamara uh, Corley was able to also give us some very good information, relational information about parents and their children. Mm -hmm. And some of the things that are probably uh, we're, we're blind to as parents. You know, we're so busy trying to make our children behave, you know, that <laughs> that's all they know. It's punishment or correction and all these other kinds of things. And there's never really been 
that dialogue that we can have. I think uh, Katina was sharing with us last week um, about uh, giving them the, the freedom to share their truth with you without you beating them up because of their truth. I hope I'm not make, uh, uh, messing that up too bad, Katina. <clears throat> but that is so very true. We don't even know what's going on in our kids' life. We don't give them an opportunity to share. We're just going to tell you, you do what I tell you to do. But God wants us to be uh, really more deliberate in offering the opportunity to hear our children's heart. And so, um, like I said, they were all on. Uh, we ha I had my two granddaughters on, Ivana and uh, Victoria were on, and they also were very candid about the things that they face in this world that we live in. You know, and I, I would love to suggest that um, if you did not, if you were not with us last week, please visit our uh, Life's Uncertain Journey uh, YouTube channel, Life's Uncertain Journey podcast YouTube channel, and you'll be able to, to watch and hear these young ladies as they share their heart. And, and they know some things that are going to help us to develop a better relationship with our children, especially when it comes to communication. I think that's probably one of the strongest barriers is that our kids don't feel that whatever they have to say is worth, is, is, is of any value to us, you know? And so therefore they shut down. They shut down and they talk to their friends about their problems. And you know where that's gonna lead. So we ask God to help us to, um, as a matter of fact, yeah, let's do that. Let's just pray for um, each one of us as mothers uh, who have uh, been given by God uh, this role of uh, the teacher uh, uh, to develop our children. You know, most of the time, uh, our husbands are not that in, as involved as we are, uh, closely involved as we are in helping to build and develop our children. But I believe with all my heart, God set it up that way. We are nurturers by nature. I mean, that's just what we do, you know? And we're also teachers by nature. And so uh, God has equipped us with the ability to raise up righteous seed, children that know him. That's what he intended in the beginning. He intended that we would be a facsimile of life in God's kingdom, where the, the children that would be brought forth out of our marital relationships would grow up knowing God as their father. They grow up knowing him. And just like Adam and Eve back, you know, before sin came, they were walking and talking to God in the garden. That's the kind of relationship they had. That's the kind of relationship God wants to have with us. That wasn't a fluke. That was by design. God wanted to have continual fellowship, a strong relationship with his children until that other joker showed up with his lies. And that got broken. And so God had to send Jesus to kind of help us to get back in sync with our father, to reconcile us back to him to deal with the sin in our lives. We're all sinners that have been saved by grace. Jesus said, there's no, no righteous person. But because we have accepted the Lordship of Jesus Christ over our lives, 
We're no longer living our lives according to our plan, but according to his plan. Amen. And so he's now orchestrating things, opening doors that no man can shut, providing what we need. We get sick for a little while, and then he raises back up, don't he? Gives us our strength. We have situations and circumstances that happen in our lives that sometimes will knock people out of the box, but he keeps us strong and keeps us standing. So um, one of the other uh, items that struck me uh, that was provided by uh, one of my granddaughters when asked what they believe was the greatest divide between youth and adults today. And I must say that I, I wasn't surprised by her response when she shared that she believed it was due to the fact that most youth don't feel that they have a voice. Does that resonate with anyone else besides me? Yeah, it does. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. I mean, I remember coming up, of course, that was years ago, but anyway, you know, they said a child is to be seen, not heard. Not heard. And that's the way it was. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So we really didn't, we didn't have dialogue. The things that we didn't understand, we couldn't question. You don't do what I do. You do what I do. What I say do. Remember that? We heard a lot, a lot of that in our house. Well, Aunt Mary, why would you do? Child, shut your mouth and go in and do what I told you to do. So we really never got the reasoning. Uh, what do you call? You know, the um, our reasoning skills weren't really um, able to develop because nobody wanted to explain anything to us. Besides what we learned in school and on the street, our parents weren't telling us inf information. Just do what I tell you to do, and that was it. So I really understood where she where she was coming from when she was saying that. And then um, I think uh, Victoria was telling us about uh, all the the uh, the issues with suicide and ADHD and all these other uh, uh, things that have befallen our youth, where you know they think that there's no hope for them. Can you imagine that? 12, 11, 13, 15, 16 year olds. They just got here and then they're talking about there's no hope for them. Well, we, we know that God has used us for, for as agents for his on this planet, not to allow the enemy to, to, to run roughshod over our children like that. He can't, as a matter of fact, we know that God says he gives us authority over the power of the enemy. And we've got to exercise it. We've got to exercise it. So tonight I wanted us to, um, to share what we understand about this. Um, and I think Lisha was the one that mentioned it last week. Um, we were having conversations with the girls. That old uh, African proverb that it takes a village to raise a child. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, I want to I talk about that because I recall back in the day, like I was telling you when um, uh, it was not unusual for your neighbor to correct you or spank you, and then take you to your parents and they spank you again. You know, that, that, was, that was the way life was. 
even teachers in the education system. They exactly. All, you know, they used to have a paddle, I believe. A paddle, and yeah, they yeah they corrected you. Yeah. You know, back in the day. Yeah. But uh, of course, we've come so far from that now. Mm-hmm. And I think with good reason, because I'm telling you, it's, it's some wicked folk out here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So my question is, in this day and time, do we really trust the village of our day to raise our children? I just like to hear what you all can consider. What I would say immediately to that, and I'll keep it short, is the village needs to be defined and we have to create a village that we can trust love it alicia we can't do it by ourselves but we need a village but we have to put in the work to 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 create a village that you know i mean the first thing that comes to mind is the church but even in that we have to be careful because we know the devil uh the devil sit in there and look at us and try to figure Mm -hmm. stuff out too that's right we have to create our village so that we can trust that people who are um, pouring into our babies have the right things to pour, the right mix of what we want them to receive. Um, so, right. if you don't, if if you don't do that, you can't just leave with anybody. I tell you, I tell you, I walk all the time. And my neighborhood is so pretty to walk in. And I walk up the front and these two little, with this one little girl, she, y'all, I'm telling you, she couldn't have been more than five or so. And here she come walking up the street by herself with her backpack, going up to the stop sign to wait on the school bus. And I said, hi, where's your mom? In the house? I said, where you going? And she was like, you know, she looked, but she kept talking to me and she went to the stop sign. I said, you stay here and wait by yourself? She said, "Uh uh-huh. And I said, First time I said, go home. <laughs> I, told, <laughs> I said, go home and, and, and tell your mom or son, your brother. Cause we had a long conversation. I don't have time for all the details, but I sent her home. And when I made my loop back, she was, she, she was slowly walking home. And I said, do you want me to go and walk with you and wait? And she said, yes, I could have been the boogeyman y'all. I had her. Mm-hmm. And so it's just like, I know, you know, you could see her house from the stop sign, kind of, but that's not good enough, right? And so who do we trust our babies? We can't just throw them out there. We can't throw them in the hands of anybody. You know, somebody, it's a main street where that stop sign is. Somebody could have rolled down and she snatched her and kept rolling. Kept rolling. Just like that. That's the world we live in. That's mm-hmm. the world we live in. And, and so that's... We do have to develop our village, y'all. How do you develop your village? Who's in your village? That's that's a topic for another 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 session. Don't forget about it. Write it down somewhere. <laughs> How do we develop our village. Nadine, I would say um, I would say a lot of people don't want to step up to be a part of the village. They don't want to be, you know, it's not my problem. It, you know, I got my own problems, and and so to extend upon Shalisa's testimony of you know what she was going through one day i heard her testimony a week later out of the blue the holy spirit said i need you to go get her i said huh i'm an empty nester i just just became an empty nester he said you want me to go get a 14 year old guy are you for real (laughs) and i said 
oh, okay. So I called my sister. I said, do you think your daughter going to let me have Shalise? And she said, I think so. I said, okay. So next thing I know, she was here going to school. Um, but I say that to say, you know, if it was, if I had ignored that call mm-hmm. or, or if I had said, you know what, that's just a shame where I don't want to be bothered or, you know, a lot of us do that and we have to, you know, not listen. And like you said, like you did, Alicia, you, you went up to the little girl. Cause I see it all the time. I did the same thing. I saw these two kids walk, just walking up the street. And I'm like, where's your parents? You know, we have to be able to, you know, stop, ask the questions, want to be a part of the village, you know, go talk to the parents. Even when I was a youth leader, you know, it wasn't just me talking to the children. I talked to the parents. I got to know the parents. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that is, that is, that is so critical. And, you know, in, in the world in which we live in, that's not an easy thing to do. It's not. It's you not, you have, to some, be bold. Huh? you have to be bold and brave. And just to end that story, me too, uh, Carmen. Um, so when I walk in, the father with the pickup truck or the mother, somebody at that stop sign when they, hey, good morning, hey. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> and they right well, there with them babies. Well, I would venture to say for both Carmen and Alicia, I believe what is needed to answer your question, Nadine, what, what's really needed in such wicked days. The wickedness is so pervasive. I believe it's prayer. I believe that it's not that it's going to take a village. I think it's going to take the village within, meaning that whatever's in our hearts, if we don't have a softening and a tenderization toward the generations, because yeah. that's the way it is all throughout the Old Testament, New Testament, that for you, Alicia, for you, Carmen, it wasn't anything that you consciously did. That's a work of the Holy Spirit in your heart that told you to go there. Amen. So it's not like an external thing for me. It's like every woman of God, if your heart has not been widened, your lens has not been widened to say, how come I'm not thinking about the next generation? Whether you single, married, divorced, right. what right. you're saying is God included this um uh this earth to include not just adults but children That's and so right. if the antenna is not wide enough it's not the issue for who else is out there to build the plan is already there the question is how come my heart and my eyes ain't seeing what god is seeing that's just my own personal take on, on i what got you take person by person because even in the church there's so much wickedness that's gotten in the church, yeah. in the communities. We can't decipher it. It's just too much. Only the Holy Spirit can really give us that wisdom, how to step around it, above it, through it. Who else has got that same heart mind? Um, yeah. It just takes heavy, heavy prayer. Warfare yeah. requires yes, ma'am. Yes. And I agree with you, uh, Janice, too, because I, I'm learning. My son, he's a teenager now, and you know, the devices of destruction are at their fingertips. You know, um, this this world is ruthless, you know? Yeah. And I'm learning that I can't um, hold him down, restrain him and say, do this, do that, walk this way uh, mechanically. <laughs> you know, I wish I could say, please don't do this, please don't do that. So I'm learning even um, like the village, you know, even when they go to school, what they learn, just so many different things that yes. weren't available to us is now available. And it's, you know, it's so different and it's, it's scary, it's evil, you know, and I'm learning that 
you know, I have to place it in God's hands and with heavy, yes. you know, because I can't control his every move is what I'm saying. I could teach him on the way he should go. Yes. So that one way he won't depart from it, you know? Yes. Um, and that's what I'm learning. And it's, it's a struggle. It's painful. It hurts because I wish I could do more, but I know I don't, I'm not in control. God is. So he all is. I can do is be a praying mother and, you know, yes. cry out to God and say, Lord, yes. please protect my babies. This, mm -hmm. you know, death is waiting to have them. Please. Yeah. Them yeah. Because, and lock, um, lock horns, Elaine, with, with other women that you know that are praying women or come along with you because there's an army out there that is yet to be tapped of praying women. Yes. Yes. You're absolutely mm -hmm. right, Elaine. And, and I'm glad you mentioned that too. Um, you know, God has provided us with information. And it's very important that we appropriate that information. Just like you were saying, you've come to the realization that you can only do the good you know to do, but you've got to leave the rest of it up to God. You got to trust him. You see, I remember when they told Mary, you know, when she was, uh, you know, had uh, Jesus and then somebody, I think one of the prophetess or one of the guys that were at the temple told her that her hearts were going to go through many sorrows. I'm, I know she probably wondered what in the world he was talking about, you know, but when it happened, she understood exactly what it meant. However, mm -hmm. and I'm just assuming that's because the scripture doesn't tell us this. She didn't leave her post. She didn't leave her, her post as an interceding loving mother. She was there with him right, right up until the minute that they took him down off that cross. She had to watch it. She had to watch them nail, put nails into his hands and feet. But there was a promise also. Mm -hmm. And God raised him up from the dead. So what is it? Proverbs 22, 6 says we should train up a child in the way that they should go. That's us doing the good we know to do. Mm -hmm. That's it. Do the good that you know to do. Instruct them and advise them the way that you know you want them to go. But at the end of the day, you're going to have to trust God with the rest of it. Mm -hmm. Psalm 127 says, children are heritage from the Lord, offspring, a reward from him. Like arrows in the hands of a warrior, a child, a children are children born in one's youth. And I told God I was thankful that I had my children at a young age, you know, because I got to really, you know, get down and dirty with them because I was pretty much a kid myself. But I, I really think that I had, I, I was closer to where they were than not. You know, whether it's if I was my age, you know, 50, 60 years old having children and then trying to figure them out, it probably would have been a whole lot harder. But I thank God that we have uh, uh, an opportunity to, you know, set our arrows and point them in the right direction. Basically, that's what I get here, God saying, saying in that. And I also wanted to, uh, to uh, share how God has promised. Okay, let's read Proverbs 11.21. It says, though they join hand in hand, the wicked shall not go unpunished. 
but the seed of the righteous shall be delivered. He's talking about our children. He promised they will be delivered. Thank you. And then if you look over in um, 1 Corinthians 7, you see another uh, evidence of God's promise for our children. When he was talking about the, the faith of the believing wife, um, the, the faith of the, the believing wife consecrates her husband. And then he goes on to say, if that were not so, then your children would not be holy. But guess what? They are holy. Why are they holy? Because your faith and your trust is in God. Your faith is the key. That means you're not believing yourself or your abilities or anything. You're believing that God is going to do what he promised he would do. I tell people, if my mother had lived to see the kind of lifestyle that I lived, it, it would have killed her. Because believe me, I, it, it was terrible for any mother to have to see a, her, her young daughter live like that. And that, you know, who knows, maybe that's why, I don't know. But anyway, I'm just saying that to say that she died long before she ever got to see me come to faith in Christ. And it was that situation that gave me hope for my children. That even though my mom prayed for me, she never got to see me saved. But it didn't stop God from saving me. Not her death, not the grave, not time. Nothing, not my wickedness. None of that stopped God from saving me, answering my mother's prayer for me. Mm -hmm. So I'm saying that to you to say that God expects that we understand that his promises are going to happen just like he said. He's going to keep our children. That's it's right. going to be hard to watch. Remember mm -hmm. Mary, she had to watch her son get crucified for something he didn't even do. Mm -hmm. That's right. And, and we have to remember that God loves our children so much more than what we could ever love them because he's their creator, just like he's our creator, right? Yes, he so, um, you know, as a mother, you know, you think that you have control and authority and it's limited. You have influence mm -hmm. and you, you pray for your children. You pray that they are surrounded by good, godly people who know the Lord, who want to do God's will. So you pray constantly for your children. You pray for their friends. You pay, pray for their future spouses. You just continue to pray for your children and remember like I said before, God loves them much more. And, and I have a hard time relinquishing control. <laughs> <laughs> I think we all may have a little bit of that. <laughs> yes, indeed. But, uh, you know, I was, I had to be reminded by my son who's 26. He says, mom, you say you trust the Lord. Well, trust him with me. And I'm like, <laughs> ah, <laughs> and it was like, all right, I'm gonna leave you alone a little bit. I'll go and trust. I'll just continue trusting the Lord. I had to accept that from him. <laughs> yes. Well, thank God for the reminder because exactly. that is so true. That's we good. we can't we can't possibly know all of the things that God has lined up for them. 
just like he orders our steps, he orders their steps as well. Amen. You know, and I see things that happen in the lives of, 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 of our children and things like that. And, and I remember what it was like for me because those things that I thought were going to kill me actually wound up being the testimony to encourage others that God is real. Yes. And you're not going to get a testimony in a vacuum. You're going to have to go through. Mm-mm. And so some of our children who we don't even know who they are yet, they may be past the so-and-so or they may be prophetess doing whoever you, we just don't know that. Well, they got something they got to go through. And so we have to be there to encourage them and help them to trust God like us. I used to always tell my kids, you do what you think you need to do, but I'm not worried about you because you know what? God will straighten you out. He loves you like that. You know, a friend of mine always says, everybody got a story. And what that meant, she meant by that, everybody has a past, uh, a, a story. Uh, that, that a story has what? A beginning, a middle, middle. and an end. Mm-hmm. And so we have to go through and walk out our story. We got to walk out our story. And, and our story, crazy. but guess what? Our story is his story. <laughs> <laughs> you see, that, that's the part that we've got to come to realize that God has a purpose and a plan for our lives and he doesn't necessarily lay it all out for us, okay? But you can be assured that your steps are ordered. You're gonna wind up in places that God's gonna send you. You don't even know that he sent you there, but he did, just like he did with that, um, that uh, sermon for you and your sister, Alicia. God set that up. That's right. He ordered those steps. That's so right. ladies, all, at the end of the day, trust, God. I don't care what situation, even if, even if it ain't about children, in life, you've got to trust God because his promises are of great value. You gotta, you gotta look at it that way, that we're not, we're not like we used to be. Mm-mm. We are now in God's personal care. We're wards of the kingdom of heaven now. So God is, God is, God know the end of ourselves. What are we going to do? He knows we're not, but what? Flesh. But he has mercy on us. And he gives us grace. Knowing that tomorrow we're going to mess up and do the same thing we did yesterday. And he's not going to love us a little, any, any ounce less. But because he loves us, guess what? He will correct us. Hmm. That's a part of the same package. He will correct us. So anyone have anything they want to share before we, uh, we got a couple of minutes before we shut down a revelation, a word from the Lord an encouragement, a prayer request, anything. Okay. Well, I'm going to take that to mean that everybody, uh, has heard what uh, what the Lord had for us tonight. Um, I'm at uh, next week. Um, what's going to happen is um, I was hoping to have something like a, a round table. Uh, I don't know if the girls can come back and speak, but any of them that can, 
but I'll follow up with you all with an uh, email about that. If you want to, um, hopefully we'll be able to pull that off, but um, I guess that's pretty much it. Um, I see in the, um, in the um, chat, Elaine has asked for prayer. So well, as we close out, let's just, let's include her in that prayer, whoever. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, if all minds and hearts are clear, let's go before the Father. Lord, we just, um, just wanted to say, hey, I'm here. I just, I had some calls, Tamara. Oh, okay, darling. Sorry. <laughs> I've been here for the last 30 minutes. I, I just, I've been sitting next to mom listening. I love you guys. Oh, okay. So I didn't recognize your phone. I see the phone number. That's you. Yeah, yeah this is my hand. Okay, <laughs> baby. <laughs> Thank you so very much. Thank you so very much. But um, Father, we're just coming before you right now in the mighty name, Lord Jesus. Just thanking you, Lord God, that you are our God, that Thank we you. have you to depend on, Lord. We know that in and of ourselves, there's not very much that we can do anyway. But Lord God, we're trusting in you. We're trusting in you for the safety of our children. We trust you, Lord. Trusting in you, Lord God, to cover them and keep them, like your word said. Mm -hmm. Father God, and even if our faith is not that strong yet, mm -hmm. take the little bit that we do have, Lord God, and strengthen our faith. Yes. Help us, Lord God, to believe you so that we can express that to our children. We don't want them to see us worried. We don't want them to see us burdened down with cares as if there's no hope. We want them to see that the joy of the Lord is our strength because we trust in you. I ask Lord God in Jesus name that you would bless each and every household represented on this um, podcast tonight. Lord God, that you would continue to lead us and guide us, that you would open the eyes of our understanding Help us, Lord God, to understand the truths that are in your word. Yes, Lord. Help. Show us, Lord God, how to walk it out Show in us. Jesus' name. Father God, the victory that Jesus has purchased us, we want to live it out. Show us the way, Father God, in Jesus' name. I pray, Lord God, in Jesus' name, that you would just continue to unite our hearts with one another, to be the encouragement, Lord God, that we would pray for one another, lift one another up. And I thank you, Lord God, for uh, allowing us the privilege and the opportunity to unite our faith on behalf of each other. That, Father God, we're trusting you for each other because we're part of the same body. When one part hurts, the other part hurts. When one part rejoices, the rest rejoices. We are the body of Christ. Yes. And members in particular. And your word declares that we are joined together united yes that every joint supplies each and every one of us has something to offer so we thank you lord god in jesus name jesus. that we will stand firm in your faith firm in our faith trusting in you to do what, what only you can do in jesus name hallelujah amen 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 thank you all for joining amen amen, amen. carmen you good yes ma'am all righty. I trust him. Aaron is good. <laughs> yes. Like I said, <laughs> it's, it's hard to watch, but you, yeah. you can trust God to, to, to oh, do yeah. what he promised. Yes. Amen. Yeah. I haven't checked yeah. on him not once because every time I want to say, are you okay? I say, Lord, you got him. <laughs> I just keep saying, Lord, you got him. I'm, I know you got him. Amen. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he does. 
All right, ladies, thank you all for joining us and we will get back together next week to uh, do part, part four. Oh, okay. Good night. Bye -bye. Have a good week. Yeah. Thank you. Bye. Bye. See you, Tamara, ladies. Thank Elaine. You. Thanks, you. Alicia. Thanks, my sister. Hey. hey, Jeanette. <laughs> nice. Good to see you, darling. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.